Blog Talk Radio. Glamour, fearless, Diva Talk Radio. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Hello, Divas. Are you ready? Because I'm ready to welcome you to Diva Talk Radio Diabetes Roundtable, the only radio variety game show dedicated to women touched by diabetes. I'm your host, Mr. Diva Bedick, and I'm on a quest to glamorize good health and guide you through our whirlwind of information, inspiration, and diva determination. Remember to call one three four seven two one five eight five five one with your questions or comments and visit the chat room for this month's phrase of the month. Now, it's time to welcome to the show the Divabetic Charlie's Angels of Diabetes Outreach. Ooh la la. That's right. They're three of the hottest and smartest diabetes educators from around the globe who are armed and ready to tackle the hot topic of the day. Please meet Jessica Isler from Norfolk, Virginia. Hi, Max. Hi, Jessica. Judy Wilcox from Hollywood, Florida. Hi, Max. <laughs> and guest educator Lori Sandberg from Hagerstown, Maryland. Hi, hi Lori. Hi, Max, and hi, everybody out there. Lori, tell us, our, our listeners, a little bit about yourself and where you work. Well, I'm a diabetes educator, certified diabetes educator in Meritus Endocrinology, Nutrition, and Diabetes Center in Hagerstown, Maryland. I've been doing diabetes education for about 10 years, and I've been lucky enough to participate in the Divabetic um Outreach about about two years ago, and we'll be doing another one in November, uh, November 10th at our center to celebrate World Diabetes Day. And it's got a whole Golden Girls theme going on with it. So we'll have Rose, Blanche, Sophia, and Dorothy. Their characters will be inspiring women from Hagerstown, Maryland, to live healthy and stay upbeat with their care. Please tell people what the number is if they want to register. The number is 301-790. Eight nine zero seven, and you could get more of those inf- information on that event at divabetic dot org. Now, Lori and Jessica and Judy, it's time for tonight's hot topic. It's Oktoberfest, so it's all about drinking and diabetes. Starting with Judy, Judy, tons of people love beer and wine. What's your advice on drinking beer and wine? Well, my first advice is to drink responsibly, Max, and because drinking wine or beer or any alcohol can cause a low blood So if you're going to have party in an October fest, you should change your blood sugar daily for change. And remember that driving with a low blood sugar is like drug driving. So that you know what that means. But when I do my taste testing, and I actually did get to go to a beer fest this October, um, I found that light beer has 110 calories, regular beer 150 calories. So between the two, I would definitely opt for the light beer. And between white and red wine, I would say they're about equal. Although red wine has a little less sugar, um, it might contain this anthocyanin that has some positive effects called resveratrol, which is good for immune function and lowers insulin resistance. So hands down, it's got to be red wine. 
Wow. Well, thank you for that. You know, Jessica, I'm in New York, where the New York Real Housewives are from, and Bethany is all about a skinny cocktail. So what's the 411 on skinny versions of cocktails? You know, Max, it's so interesting to me what the next new, you know, diet or good for you fad might be. The idea, you know, of a skinny margarita, um, skinny cocktail might sound really seductive. And I suppose, you know, it's not altogether a bad idea to go with that instead of a regular one if you're, you know, belly up to the bar and they have one on the drink menu. But the thing is, um, just because it's a possibly better version and in many cases probably marginally better version of the real deal, it doesn't mean it's benign or, you know, a freebie. Um, We all know that the fancy drinks made with mixers like juice, syrup, soda, and even ice cream will have a lot more calories and carbohydrate in the form of sugar. So, If you cut back on that, you'll be taking one step in the right direction. But keep in mind that there's, you know, no labeling requirement for how little sugar or carbohydrate qualifies a drink for the skinny category. So, you know, you take an 8-ounce, 750-calorie Long Island iced tea and use Diet Cola in it, but it'll still have, you know, a meal's worth of calories. Um, The other thing I don't want people to lose sight of is the fact that, you know, alcohol itself, even if it is a lower carb choice like light beer or wine or champagne or just a straight spirit like vodka or whiskey, it still has calories. So, um, in fact, it has about seven calories per gram of alcohol, which is almost double that um, of what a gram of protein or carbohydrate is going to give you. So if you're trying to manage your weight, you really have to work to limit your alcohol consumption no matter what the type because it's really just a source of empty calories and really no nutritional value. So all this labeling where they're calling certain drinks low-carb and alcoholic beverages low-carb is really deceptive because it still has calories. It's like boasting that a Slurpee is cholesterol-free. You know, big deal. It's still no good for you. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for that. And finally, Lori from Hagerstown, Maryland, will be doing a Diva Better Outreach event in November. Um, I'm confused. Judy just said uh, alcohol will lower your blood sugar. I always thought it raised your blood sugar. What happens to your blood sugar when you drink alcohol? Well, when you drink alcohol, the body's first uh, job is to is to um, digest that alcohol, and it'll digest that alcohol before it digests food. Um, and the body, the liver, is responsible for making sugar or treating a low blood sugar if it should drop low. But if the liver is busy taking care of the alcohol, it can't help make sugar if your blood sugar should start to drop. Um, so it it mainly is in the liver, a liver problem with the alcohol. Uh, and if you are on medications, if you've just taken a medication like insulin or a sulfonylurea like glipizide, gliburide, glimepiride, they're telling the pancreas to make insulin. And um, so your blood sugar can lower quickly with that, especially in the absence of food. Some people mistakenly think, well, I'm going to have this alcoholic drink, I won't eat, and then the calories from my drink will be my food, and that does not work. When you do have alcohol, you want to make sure that you're eating along with it. Great. Well, that's great advice. Thank you, angels, for those comments on our hot topics, and get more of that information at divabetic.org. Straight ahead, it's time for Dining Out with a Dietitian. Welcome Uh, Let's get ready to rumble! 
I made a mistake because it's food aisle face off. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got Judy Wilcox from Hollywood, Florida on the phone. She's a registered dietitian and tonight Judy's gonna help us decide what's a better option in the food aisle between two of our favorite products. Judy, I've been going green all spring and summer and enjoying a lot of salad dressing, so I thought I would ask you if Caesar salad was a better option than Italian dressing. A Caesar salad dressing is a better option than Italian dressing. Well, you know, Max, how you dress your salad can be pretty high style, and you could take your pick, but today we're going to face off you know, uh, Judy, I'm going to interrupt you because I'm getting a lot of static on the call. Why don't you hang up and call back, and I'll go right on with dining out with a dietitian, and we'll get back to finding out with this cliffhanger okay. between Caesar dressing and Italian uh, okay. salad dressing. But okay. while we, she's on the line, I think we've got time to take a quick coffee break and meet <laughs> our dining out with a dietitian, registered dietitian, Jessica Isler. And, you know, Jessica, it's amazing how coffee could clear your mind and also the phone line. So uh, <laughs> help us out here for October. It's all about drinking with diabetes, and now we're not going to focus on alcohol. We're going to focus on caffeine. I went to my local Starbucks, and I'm sure you have been too, and they just released probably one of my favorite drinks of all time, the pumpkin spice latte is back mm. on the shelf. You and everyone else, Max, it's so funny. It seems like the world waits for fall, not just for the cooler temperatures and beautiful leaves, but the arrival of the pumpkin spice latte. Uh, seriously, my face is like exploding with comments about that the day they arrived. So I really don't like them all that much myself, but if you are a pumpkin spice latte fanatic, I want to give you a few tips on how to keep them in your life this fall without wrecking the progress you've made, uh, you know, eating healthfully all summer. So um, can you hear me okay, Max? I could hear you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I was in Irene earlier, everybody in New York, so I could deal with this kind of rainstorm going on the phone line. So keep talking, okay. Jessica. Okay. <laughs> um, so the problem with the pumpkin spice latte and all of her espresso drink counterparts is not is that they're really not coffee. Uh, people stop into Starbucks every morning to get their caffeine fix, and wind up having dessert instead of a plain old cup of coffee, which incidentally, if less unadulterated, has virtually nothing in it aside from, you know, 200 milligrams of caffeine. So these days, uh, we added whipped cream, sugar, syrups, and other flavorings, and our short 8-ounce cup of coffee with 5 calories has mutated into a 20-ounce venti pumpkin spice latte with 500 calories and 64 grams of carbohydrates. So, you know, that's just over a meal's worth of calories and carbohydrate. And let's not forget, this is just your quote-unquote cup of coffee, so you can even grab your breakfast food item to go with it. So that's the problem. Um, here are some solutions for you, okay? You ready? Yes. All right. So first, always skip the whip. So without whipped cream, you save about 60 calories, but really only about 2 grams of carbohydrate. So you've got to keep making some other changes. I always say to go, you know, go with skim milk instead of the whole milk, and that will save you about 150 calories per 8-ounce serving. And please, please, please go with the short instead of the grande or venti. So if you make just those simple swaps, you go from 500 calories and 64 grams of carbs to 130 calories and 65 grams of carbohydrates. Now at least we're getting close to, you know, an acceptable snack. And if you're currently hitting up your local Starbucks every day of the work week, 
those simple changes amount to a savings of about 1,800 calories a week, and that can be losing a pound in less than two weeks. So, um, if I it's heard that right, you're it. telling me just by slimming down my coffee drink, I could really begin to jumpstart a diet and exercise plan. So, letting go, it. skipping the whip is a great opportunity. So, that pumpkin spice latte can really squash someone's determination when it comes to dieting, I guess is what you're telling me. It really can. As delicious as they may be to, to you and most of the free world, um, you know, you really want to be careful with getting it every time you, you hit the door. And, you know, even think about maybe getting it every other time you, you go to Starbucks and you'll be doing yourself a big favor. Well, that's great advice. I want to be the captain on the Titanic and yell iceberg, but I won't because guess what, everybody? It's time to pass the boa. Hello, Diva, oh, hello, Diva. It's time to pass the boa and show us your new attitude. Let's meet our fabulous diva all the way from Willoughby Hills, Ohio. It's Betty. Hey, Max. Hi, Betty. Thank you for putting up with some technical difficulties and going on with the show. You truly are a diva, so please tell us a little bit about your story. Well, Max, um, I actually retired from my job in April of 2009. And in August of 2009, I found out that I had diabetes. So here I am thinking that I'm getting ready to have a really wonderfully fun life of not having to work. And I'm diabetic. So what is diabetes? I have no clue. I don't know what they're talking about. All I know is I have some kind of terrible disease. So that's And what kind of helped you get past that? I mean, how did you get past the overwhelm? Well, I found out about, at that time it was Diabetes Association of Greater Cleveland. Now it's called Diabetes Partnership of Cleveland. They are so wonderful. We have all kinds of classes, educational classes on on glucose monitoring, medications, preventing complications, what is a carb, eating out, and just wonderfully educating programs. And we have a diva club. So every first Saturday of the month, the divas get together, and we talk about diabetic things in a fun way. I've been to your club meetings, and they're phenomenal, and there's about 50 of you, I think, if I'm I'm not mistaken. Just about. So in two years, you really have gone from denial. You really have embraced denial on my style and gone on to live a wonderful, full life. And I'm just wondering... Can you share some advice you learned? Because I, I'm sure that uh, some of the nutrition stuff is very confusing for newly diagnosed people. Did you ever have a problem with reading a label? I did, but in fact, I'm in a class right now on reading food labels and healthy grocery shopping. Um, just trying to understand carbs and servings. And that's really that was really my biggest issue. I thought I could eat a whole can of soup and just have maybe 34 grams of carbs without realizing that 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 was per serving and that there might be two and a half servings per can. So we've got to multiply two and a half times 34, which is a lot more than just 34 grams of carbs per can of soup. 
I love it. So portion size is a big deal, and I think, Betty, if you can master it, you're telling every other diva listening and the ones they love and their loved ones that they can master it too. So take Betty's advice if you're in the Ohio area and visit the uh, Diabetes Partnership of, of Cleveland. Now, Betty, I know you were visiting us at the Pittsburgh ADA Expo where you got to play one of our world-famous games called Diabetes Numerology. How are you ready to play Diabetes Numerology tonight on the radio? Are you ready? I wanted to hear you scream, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> You're fabulous. We love you. All right, so Betty, here just to remind you, here's how diabetes numerology works. I'm going to read aloud a random blood sugar value along with the related situation. Then I'll ask you to tell us how you would deal with this situation. Next, the angels will discuss your solution and share tips. Remember, if you're playing along with us tonight, please keep in mind that one solution doesn't work for everyone. Check with your doctor first to find out what your specific game plan should be. And visit divabetic.org for free diabetes numerology game downloads and videos. Now, Betty. Yes? Tonight, your diabetes numerology game might want, make you want to check the shower twice before entering because it's loosely based on the film Fatal Attraction starring Glenn Close and Michael Douglas in <laughs> honor of Halloween. <laughs> this film centers on a married man who has, has a weekend affair with a woman who refuses to allow it to end. It continues to haunt him as his lover begins to stalk him and his family. Ooh, la, la, I have to tell you that. Uh, (laughs) Your random blood glucose value is 317. Your situation is you've just learned about your husband's affair by finding your son's stuffed toy in the blender. What would you do? Kill my husband is not an option. Is that correct? <laughs> it could be after you deal with your blood sugar. All right. What I would do is I would hurry up, go get a really, really funny DVD. I would drink a lot of water. I would lay down and just chill out as much as possible. I love that answer. Let's hear from our angels, Lori and Jessica. Starting with Lori. Lori, what do you have to offer? Well, stress can raise blood sugars. Um and some and in some people more than others. So any kind of stress reduction technique that works for you, um, would this would be a good time to do it. Water would be important uh, to stay well hydrated. Um, you'll want to test your blood sugar again, and if it stays high, if it stays above 300 um, twice in a row and it doesn't show any sign of coming down, it is time to call your doctor. Uh, perhaps you are on insulin. You would be able to take a correction factor of insulin if that's the case. Um, exercise can sometimes help. Um, you know, exercise helps with stress as well as lowering your blood sugar. There would be times if you had type one diabetes that might not be the best thing, but with type two diabetes, I would say um, stress reduction, whatever works for you, and exercise, and really watching that blood sugar and staying hydrated. And Jessica, before we clean out the blender with the stuffed toy, what advice do you have to offer? <laughs> No, 
Oh, my gosh, this is such an image. No, um, I think, you know, Lori, you know, really covered all of those things that you would do kind of acutely, um, and Betty, you know, hit the nail on the head. I loved her saying chill out, <laughs> which is definitely um, probably hard to do in this situation. But, um, you know, I think something that I want everybody to be thinking about um, with this example is that, you know, when bad things happen in your life, it's important not to put your diabetes care on the back burner. So we've talked about, like I said, the acute effects of this crazy situation, which, you know, can really be a metaphor for any stressful situation that might arise in your life. It doesn't have to be quite this extreme. But, you know, what I want you to be thinking about are maybe kind of the effects of prolonged stress. Um, you know, and managing your stress goes really hand-in-hand hand with managing your diabetes well. So, you know, if you are feeling like you're having a rough time coping with the stresses in your life, if you feel out of control or depressed or you just feel, you know, bad about yourself, it's easy to take um, – feel like taking care of your diabetes isn't a priority or isn't worth it. So, um, you know, it, but if you're living with diabetes, you really don't have the luxury of ignoring your health. It can be, it can, you know, have really big consequences. So while this numerology game scenario might seem a little over the top, um, I do want our divas listening out there to evaluate the way that they're coping and to get some help and support if needed um, so that, you know, long-term stressors are not building up and going unmanaged. And that's why we, all, you know, we always say that we want our divas to have an entourage of care in place, you know, so that you have somebody to turn to, whether it's, you know, someone on your diabetes healthcare team, somebody that you've met through a support group um, like Betty has in Cleveland or, you know, family and friends, you know, the important thing is, is you know, recognize when stress is impacting your health or how you're taking care of yourself and, you know, take those steps to overcome that. And finally, Judy Wilcox from Hollywood, Florida, what would you like to say? Well, I think it's important to, like, realize that diabetes causes stress and that it's one of the things you're always going to be managing with your diabetes and that it's important to to do things every day to de-stress, like take a walk, maybe even this, write a letter, tear it up without sending it to your husband or your friend, and always try to check and recheck your sugars because think about what might have happened in your relationship. Getting a counselor doesn't mean you failed. It means that you're getting the help you need. So talk to each other, try to figure things out, and talk to yourself and to your caregiver and your physician to send you out because it's really important. Undiagnosed stress can become depression, and so many times we uh, look at diabetes and we look at someone we think they're depressed, but actually it's all the stress and having diabetes in itself. So take care of you. All right, thank you. And, Betty, you did a phenomenal job. You're you're a star already there. Because you're on WebMD, are you not? Do you do you have a video oh, on WebMD? Right. Yes, sir. There, I was interviewed last summer on WebMD, and yes, I am. Well, thank you for helping to urge our listeners not to be frightened by their blood sugars and for playing diabetes numerology tonight and helping us raise awareness. <laughs> You're going to get a free subscription to Diabetes Health Magazine plus many more gifts packaged in a Divabetic tote bag. But my phone's ringing, so I want to say hello, Diva Talk Radio. Hi, Max. How are you? Yago, how are you today? I'm super. I'm super. How are you? You're the fabulous owner of Yago Alicious Cosmetics, and you're here to share some makeup tips with us. 
I am. I would love to talk about the shimmery eyeshadow and having shimmery eyes. You know, we're coming into the holiday season, so I just think it's really fun to play with a little glitter and a little glam. I think um, just by putting a light-colored shimmer right under your eye, right where you would normally use a black eyeliner probably or even your mascara, I think that will really pop your eye color. Whatever your eye color may be, just go a shade or two lighter, even one shade darker, and put it right there in between your eyes just to give yourself a really nice sparkle and to give you those flirty Bambi eyes. I love it. And you can get more tips at your website, which is? Yagolicious.com. Awesome. Thank you so much tonight for being a part of our show. And that was Makeover in a Minute. Now it's time for Muddy Your Diabetes with Mama Rosemarie. Hello, Mama Rosemary. Hi, Max. Hi, when, everyone. When I think of Halloween, I always think of a witch, and I don't mean you, but you used to dress up a witch in our at our hometown, correct? Correct. You're right. We Tell people we a little bit about working in a teepee. <laughs> well, for a little while, I worked at a farm market where they built um, three big, huge teepees where everybody walked in and saw all these pumpkins all carved up and and um, it was really fun, and the kids just got such a big kick out of it. But the big thing we did was put a witch. We built a witch uh, sitting on a rocking chair inside the far, the uh, farm market right next to the fireplace, and that was really great. The kids were very scared of it, and really in, they enjoyed it also, and it made Halloween special. I love it. All right, now uh, please share your mother or diabetes tip this month. Sure. When we think of how October, we all not only think of the Oktoberfest, but we do think of Halloween. That's the scary season. So my tip for this month is for newly diagnosed people who may be scared about living with diabetes. Almost everyone thinks that they will never be able to do the blood sugar testing or the insulin injections. But after working with your doctors and counseling with your certified diabetes educators, you learn about a lot about diabetes, and these things start feeling less like a big deal. Over time, shots and checks, test, 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 can become like brushing your teeth or taking a shower, just another daily routine you do to stay healthy. Getting used to living with diabetes can be a challenge, and that's true whether you've just been diagnosed recently or have you been living with diabetes for quite a while. That's why opening up to friends, family members, or even caring coworkers can be extremely important as well as helpful, making it less scary. So no more boos and no more boo-hoos for you. Tipping my hat off to you, I bid you ciao till next time. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> and now we're back to the cliffhanger that if you've been listening to the whole show you're worried about, it's Food Isle Face-Off with our very own Judy Wilcox. Judy? Hey, Max. All right, well, I've, been, we were... I've been struggling back and forth in my mind, and I'm just going to say between Caesar salad dressing and Italian uh, salad dressing, I'm thinking it's Caesar. Am I right or wrong? Well, I'll tell you what, it's definitely Italian, because Italian is a little bit lower in fat. Italian? Italian, because Caesar's got eggs, or it could be made with creamy mayonnaise, and we're talking Italian vinaigrette, so it's got less fat, and... 
I would definitely hands down pick Italian. But the most important thing I would say, Max, is that you've got to measure your portions because remember, salad dressings are adding calories and adding fat. So portion size matters, and a portion is usually two tablespoons of reduced calorie dressing and one two tablespoon of uh, regular dressing. So another tip I always say to my clients is get your salad and the little bowl on the side, dip your fork and put in your salad. You'd be amazed how much flavor you're going to get. So pick the Italian. All right. Well, just like Mama Rosemary, thank you for that tip, Judy. And now, ladies and gentlemen, don't miss the golden opportunity in diabetes education. Get more about our Golden Girls World Tour in the calendar section of divabetic.org. It's time for my Diva Inspiration of the Month. It's the one and only Ella Fitzgerald, the first lady of song. There's no doubt she's one of the most celebrated jazz singers of all time, having performed with big bands and symphony orchestras. She started her career back in 1934 when she made her stage debut at the Apollo Theater's Amateur Contest, where she took home first prize. Her career, is con- her career continued to soar for decades until Ella Fitzgerald in the 1970s endured eyesight problems due to diabetes complications. Then she had heart surgery. But she continued to perform on stage throughout all these ill health issues. And in 1993, she had both of her legs amputated below the knees. A few years later, believe it or not, I saw her perform in San Francisco, California. That image of Ella Fitzgerald doing what she loves most, singing on stage after surviving so many health-related complications due to diabetes, is what I feel is a great testimony for all divas who want to be inspired by determination. So please let Ella Fitzgerald be your diva inspiration for the month. Now, our phrase of the month is raise your glass. At the end of this month, we'll randomly select a Facebook fan who mentions the phrase to receive an official Divabetic t-shirt. Fan us on our Facebook page. And finally, remember, every diva has an entourage. I'm so glad to be part of yours. Let's get happy and stay healthy together. Thank you for listening. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Cause we're going to say this today. Come on, I'm ready. Honey, love has come and gone, and we are moving on. Are you ready to dance with us, baby? Come on, baby.